So let's look at the first one, all right? How can I know if the Bible is true? All right, well, first of all, we want to understand if the Bible is true. This book here, we need to understand what the Bible claims about itself. The first thing that the Bible claims about itself is that it is the very words of God. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says that all Scripture is breathed out by God, spoken, breathed out by God, and profitable for teaching, correction, instruction, and training in righteousness. In 1 Peter 1, verse 20, it says that men wrote God's word, but the Holy Spirit carried and directed them to write exactly what God wanted written. So the Bible claims that it's the very word of God. The Bible also claims that it's true. If you took every tr claim in the Bible and added them up into a formula, the summation of all of the things that you add up is truth. Psalm 119, verse 160 says that. The sum of your word is truth. So there are three common arguments that people give, which I will give simple responses to, for why they say the Bible's not true. Three common arguments with simple responses that can be understood to uphold why we believe the Bible's true. But why is it significant? Why is it significant if the Bible's true? Well, um, if you had a fortune cookie recently, that fortune cookie gave you a device for life. If you open up the Bible, the Bible gives you claims for how you should live your life. Which one is authoritative to follow? The fortune cookie or the Bible? Now, fortune cookies might tell you if like, you shouldn't interact with someone with a red shirt or whatever. I don't know what fortune cookies say. But the Bible has significant claims. What's going to happen in the afterlife? What is the purpose of life itself? Who is God? The significance of the truthfulness of the Bible is way more important than any other truth claim. If this is true, it's authoritative. If it's authoritative, we need to follow it. So what are the three common arguments that people have that say the Bible isn't true? Okay, here's the first one, anti-supernaturalism. Essentially, they say, mm, the Bible's filled with miracles, and I believe in science, and so because I believe in science and miracles can't be tested, the Bible's not true. Here's how I would respond to that one. Um, science is necessary for a prosperous society to have technology to be able to live a prosperous life. Science is the reason that you don't have polio and are dead before you got into youth ministry. Science is the reason that we have roofs over our heads. Science is the reason that we're not in the stone age, right? When God created the world, he told us to cultivate the world, to make something, but that's what science does. But science speaks a language that only understands observation and repeatability. Supernaturalism speaks a language that can be observed but is not repeatable. Supernaturalism and science speak two different languages. Just because science does not know how to speak the same language as supernaturalism does not mean that supernaturalism is inherently wrong. My wife speaks English and Korean. When I hear her speaking Korean on the phone with her mom, I don't know what she's saying. That does not mean it's gibberish. Science does not know inherently how to speak the language of supernaturalism. That's why we need philosophy. So science in itself does not disprove that because there's miracles in the Bible that the Bible can't be trusted and the Bible isn't true. That's the first, and that's like one of the top arguments people give. Here's another argument. Um, number one, the Bible contradicts itself. 
Uh, so the Bible claims one thing's here and other things here, but they look to contradict themselves. If they contradict themselves, they can't be true. There's a couple examples. I'll give you one of the top examples. Number, one of the top examples people give to pr- try and disprove the Bible, saying it's contradictory. Okay, in one of the Gospels, when Jesus has risen from the dead and Mary and Martha go to see, or Mary and Mary, the mother of Jesus, go to see the tomb, it says that there are two angels. In another Gospel account, it says that Mary and Mary go and see Jesus, and there's one angel. And people look at that and say, like, see? See, there's a contradiction. It can't be true. Actually, I had this question once. And this is one of, like, the top contradictions that people specify in the Bible. I had this question once, and I asked a really smart guy. I asked him, what's the deal? Is this a contradiction? And he said this really simple answer. Where there are two, there also is one. (laughs) Pretty simple. One author decided that it was necessary that the amount of angels needed to be said. The other author just wanted to know that there was at least an angel there. That does not mean that these are competing and contradictory. These is like, and that argument is one of like the top contradictory arguments. In short, any contradictions can be easily understood in context as not being contradictory. Uh, third, uh, the Bible's corrupted. Whatever it was when it was once written, it's been changed, and we can't trust it. Categorically not true. There is a way where you can test the validity of um, ancient historical documents. How do you know, how can you prove to me that Alexander the Great was actually a real person? How can you prove to me that Socrates was a real person? How can you prove to me that Christopher Columbus was a real person? All we have of these ancient figures is historical documents. There are three ways to test whether these historical documents are authentic in telling the truth. Number one, so the event of Christopher Columbus sailing the sea happened. How long after he sailed was a document written about him? If the document is written is close to the actual historical event, it's likely it's valid. Okay, also, um, how many copies of that original document exist? If there are a significant amount of copies, it's evidence that that original historical document was real and the event was real. And then within the copies, are there like errors? Or do one one person say one thing and another person say another thing? If there is short time between document and event, Large amount of errors, or excuse me, large amount of copies, small amount of errors, the document is historically valid. If you tested the Bible, and they have tested the Bible, in those ways against every other historical document, the Bible is in league of its own, and no other ancient document comes close. It's impossible to be a reasonable human being and historically believe that the claims of Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ as a human being was not a human being. We can trust for these three reasons that the Bible is true. And because we trust the Bible is true, we should submit to its authority for our lives. 